So today's daf is daf Samachtes, page 69. However, we are three lines from the bottom of Samachtes Amud Beis. Three lines from the bottom of 68b. We are up to Amar Ravashi. And we are discussing the Mishnah. We had a Mishnah in the beginning of our parak where we had a number of Tanayim who will call it kind of ganged up on Rabbi Eliezer, okay? And there was a machlekas about how to view different parts of the Avaida when it comes to overriding Shabbos. And we had Rabbi Yehoshua, we had Rabbi Akiva, we had the Tanakama. They all uh, joined in the action to argue on Rabbi Eliezer about whether a Heksher mitzvah, the preparation of the mitzvah, is Daicha Shabbos or not? Rabbi Eliezer was of the opinion that it is Daicha Shabbos, that preparing for the mitzvah of Korban Pesach is also Daicha Shabbos, and the other Tanoim disagreed. Now we're going to get into that discussion. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, Even according to Rabbi Eliezer, who says that if you stam want to shecht an animal for a yomtif, I, need, I want meat at my, not, not a carbon Pesach. I want meat at my sukkah's table. You're allowed to shecht an animal to have on, on sukkah's, to have meat at your sukkah's table. So, according to Rebbe Yezer, who proves from there that it's daicha, that it's daicha yamtiv, because if I'm allowed to do it when it's not an obligation, certainly I should be allowed to do it when it's part of an obligation, carbon Pesach. One second, it's the pircha. We can upslug, we can remove is proof. Why? Because I'll say Umay Yamtiv just like on Yamtiv. Shehitr by Malachoshus. We're granted it's mutter to shacht an animal even though it's for a shus by Hitter Shvashima, but you're not allowed to do other parts of the of the uh animal that are the Rabbanon. Shabbos on Shabbos by Hitter by Allah Malacha Shal Mitzvah, where it's only Malachab Shal Mitzvah where it's mutter to shacht an animal, for example, a carbon pesach on Shabbos or a carbon tomat on Shabbos. If you're not allowed to perform a dirabanon when it's accompanying a dirabanon, how much more so should you not be allowed to perform a dirabanon when it accompanies a dairaisa? So that's what Rabbi Yeshua should say back to Rabbi Eliezer's logic. And for the Gemara, the Gemara says, Rabbi Eliezer, what's Rabbi Eliezer going to respond to Rabbi Yeshua? No, don't tell me, well, if, uh, by Darabonon, you can't. Uh, no, certainly by Daraisa, you can't do it. No, just the opposite. When you're performing a Daraisa, so the whole Darabonon that comes with it gets elevated. So specifically by a Daraisa, the Darabonons that come with it are allowed. But when the whole mitzvah initially is only Darabonon, that's when the Heksher mitzvah is not permitted, period. Okay. Now, we are going to discuss the next part of the Mishnah, which was Rebbe Leezer held it was Daicha, Rebbe Yeshua argued in Rebbe Leezer, Rebbe Leezer stuck to his guns, and then Rebbe Akiva came to argue. Now here's the problem. There's going to be a very, very interesting Gemara now until the two dots, okay, for the next eight, nine uh, lines or so. Keep in mind, Rebbe Akiva is Rebbe Leezer's Talmud. He's Rebbe Eliezer's student. And also keep in mind that Rebbe Eliezer is going to use a very harsh word to his student that unfortunately 
came true. As we know that Rabbi Akiva did not die a simple death. But here's the story um, where there was a little bit of call it Ruach HaKadosh or prediction that took place. So here we go. Tani, we learned that Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Lezer says to, Rabbi Lezer said to stick to his guns, that is Daiche, Umali, why should it be Asr on Shabbos? If something that accompanies a mitzvah is permitted after the Shechita, this Averlei mitzvah, once it's been done, so those that come before it, shouldn't it come before Shabbos? Shouldn't it certainly be Daicha Shabbos? Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says to Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi, no. I'll tell you where you're making a mistake in the logic. Demali, I'll tell you the difference. And let's talk this outside, what Rabbi Kiva is about to say. He's going to say like this. When the Shechita is already done, okay, so you had to do the Shechita, and now there's an Avaida that needs to accompany the Shechita. Okay, so now that, that Avaida, those Dirabonans will need to be done. Because once I do the Shechita, everything else needs to fall into place. But prior to the Shechita, for example, bringing an animal from outside the Tchum to go get Shechted, who says that that's Daiches Shabbos? The Shechita itself is not yet in place. Says Rabbi Kiva, the Mali, and Granted, once you did a shechita on Shabbos, you got to finish it up with the derabonons and the hechsher mitzvah. Shari dachas a shechita Shabbos. He's already shechted. The shechita was like a Shabbos. All right, so now you finish the task. However, Taimari, are you going to say Yitzchuk Machshiri Mitzvah Shalafnei Shechita as a Shabbos? Does that mean that to bring the animal in the first place to the base of Mikdash from outside the tchum to remove the wart, whatever it need, whatever it may be? Does that also Daicha Shabbos? No, it didn't yet have a Shechita that was Daicha Shabbos. So what gives the right to say that the things prior to the Shechita are Daicha Shabbos just because the things after the mitzvah are Daicha Shabbos? Dabar Acher. Or, um, or uh, uh, another uh, Nafkamina says Rabbi Akiva, another Nafkamina between an Avaida that needs to be done, a Dirabanon that needs to be performed prior to the Shechita and after the Shechita is, Shami Yimotzei Zevach You know what? You may, even if we allow you to bring it from outside the Tchum, what happens if you show up to the Beis HaMikdash and it ends up being a Puzzle Karb? They find a Mum. You know what you just did? Hechsher, nothing. Preparation of nothing. You brought something from outside the Tchum, he allowed you to, it wasn't even a carbon in the end. The nimsa machal shabbos It comes out to be chil shabbos. However, once you shacht it, then you already know it's a kosher carbon. So maybe there is more room to be lenient. Says Rebbe Akiva to Rebbe Liazor, Bottom line, he says this Rebbe. Bottom line is, it's a lot more sensible to say that hechsher mitzvah, an action that accompanies a mitzvah, should be permitted only after the shechita, but prior to the shechita should not be allowed. So why do you, Rebbe Liazor, Rebbe? Why do you hold that a hechsher mitzvah, this that accompanies a mitzvah, is allowed even prior to the shechita? Says the Gemara. According to the second reason of Rabbi Akiva, Ihachi, if so, So then maybe, if you might find a psol or a mum, maybe you should say you could never shecht an animal in the first place. Yeah. Why? Because shama yimtzu zevach What if as a whole in the lungs you didn't know? 
And also, you Venimzo is going to come out. Mechal Shabbos Lemavreya. We don't say that. We don't say, oh, don't check the carbon. Everybody be concerned that the thing is going to be puzzle. No. The same way we're not concerned that it might end up being a mum. When you shecht it, we also shouldn't be concerned that it might end up as a mum prior to shechita. Ella rather says, You're right. What happened was, Rabbi Akiva uh, gave this second reason. Rabbi Eliezer knocked it off. And that's when he came back with the first reason that he said that um, there should be a nafkamina between prior to the shechita or after the shechita, because once the shechita is daicha Shabbos, everything that accompanies it should be daicha Shabbos as well. Now, let's keep going in this conversation between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Akiva says to Rabbi Eliezer, and I'll prove it to you from sprinkling, yeah? That even though you did a shechita, the halacha is both Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva agree, you're not allowed to do the hazo'ah on Shabbos. Even though Hazel is only Yasser Midrabon on Shabbos, they still did not do that in the Beis HaMikdash. Tanya, we learned in a price. Omar Lai Rebbe Yezer. Rebbe Yezer says to Rebbe Akiva's response, Akiva, Beshchita HaShavtani, Akiva, you answered me disrespectfully about Shechita. Beshchita Tehei Misosai. The shechita should be his death. He's not saying to Rabbi Kiva you should be shechted directly, but that is insinuated in these words. Ultimately, we know Rabbi Kiva is one of the Asara Lugi Malchus, right? He skinned his flesh. Omar Lai. Rabbi Akiva says to Rabbi Eliezer, his Rabbi, he says, Rabbi, al tach bireni b'shasadim. Rabbi, I know you're upset at me, for responding that you were wrong. However, I want to tell you that you're the one who told me this halacha. I'm not arguing you from my own logic. I'm asking on you from your own halacha that you taught me. This is a shear that you gave me. This is what I was makabo from you. Sprinkling is the rabbonon and it is not Daicha Shabbos. So why in the world are you saying that it's okay now? Says Gemara, oh, that's a good point. Taka. Now their blessed taught him that that it's uh that it's uh, not allowed. My time at why did he back out? Amrulullah says, I'll tell you why. Really, Rabbi Lazar Ki Agmarte, Rabbi Lazar never really backed out of the halacha, but Rabbi Akiva misunderstood his what his Rebbe taught him. Rabbi Lazar Ki Agmarte the Truma Agmare. Rabbi Eliezer taught him about the sprinkling for of the paraduma in order to allow a kayan to eat truma. That sprinkling is not allowed. The truma gufa, like the chiyas of Shabbos, truma, the, the, to se- separate truma, you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. So sprinkle to eat the truma, you're not allowed to do either. Because it's not necessary. I'm not allowed to eat the truma anyway. Why would you sprinkle the kayan so he could eat truma on Shabbos? He can't eat that truma anyway. Because he's not allowed to separate the truma. Rebekiva Nami, Rebekiva says, Ki Yisvei, that when he asked him, Azad the Truma Yisvei, she mitzvah him yishem shvos, it's a mitzvah that the Rabban, who saw for Azad the Pesach, a mitzvah, but there was a misunderstanding. There was a misunderstanding, and Rebbe Liazer thought that Rebbe Akiva 
was asking about a carbon Pesach. Rabbi Kiva was talking about Truma. That was really the original halacha Rabbi Kiva Rabbi Lezha was also talking about. Turns out Rabbi Lezha was dealing with Pesach, and the whole thing was a misunderstanding. This whole conversation was because they were talking about different types of avaydas. One's talking about separating Truma and the sprinkling that's needed for that. And the other one's talking about sprinkling after the carbon. Masiv Rabbah, Rabbah asked a challenging question, and he said, Heishiv Rebakiva Va'amar. Rebakiva said to his Rebbe, Hazos Tami Meistachiach, Shachol Shvi Ishaloi Liyos B'Shabbos B'Arif Pesach, Shehim Mitzvah, Vihin Nishom Shulos, Ve'in Adeches HaShabbos. He says to his Rebbe, the sprinkling for a Tami Meis, the guy needs to be sprinkled. Why? Because his seventh day is Arab Pesach and he needs to be Metaher. Even if it's on Shabbos. What's the halacha? Are you allowed to do it or not? The answer is no. Elavadai Hazad Pesach So you see, Rabbi Eliezer, you weren't talking about Shuma, you were talking about Pesach. Says Gemara, okay, so now we're back to our question. If Rebbelezer said that, why did Rebbelezer now back out or change his mind? Gemara says, Rebbelezer, Gemara is Akerle. Rebbelezer forgot. But also, Rebbe Akiva laad kure Gemara. Rebbe Akiva wanted to remind him of his previous shir. So, what did Rebbe Akiva say? His own statement. Not as if, oh, Rebbe, you're a contradiction. He asked him, Akasha, like, oh, I don't understand. Okay? Without challenging his, re- in it, like, getting in his Rebbe's face, as we say in America. Says, Gemara, why? The name of Lebe Hedya. He should tell Rebbe Leezer, his Rebbe, Rebbe, <laughs> I don't understand. It's a contradiction, what you told me. Why, why do you have to, like, make it like it's not... Uh, like it's his own kasha, and it's not just a matter of Eliezer contradicting himself. And for the Gemara, Sober Lava Rechar. And Kiva felt it wasn't their to present the question that way. Felt it wasn't respectful. And therefore, instead of saying, Oh, Rebbe, you're one big walking contradiction, he's, he's Rebbe said Allah, and he said, Oh, but I have a kasha from over here. And the reason why he asked the kasha really is because Rebbe Eliezer told him that other Allah, and he was hoping by quoting that Allah, Rebbe Eliezer would be. Well, would be reminded. Says the Gemara. Period. Okay, so now we understood this Shakla Vitaria, this give and, this give and take, the back and forth of the Mishnah, both between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua, and now between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva. Now the Gemara is going to ask a basic question on the premise. That sprinkling is usher. The shechita, the slaughterings allowed on Shabbos, but the sprinkling does not override Shabbos. Ask the Gemara, why wouldn't we sprinkle on Shabbos? Like, what's the deal? What are you doing? Taking blood, sprinkling. Okay? But hazah my time, but Shabbos. Why isn't hazah? Why isn't sprinkling daicha Shabbos? I mean, what's the problem? What's the worst? What, what, what's the worst that it could be? Let's see. What's the problem? You're moving it? Tiltal? The problem's Muktzah. Listen, you got a carbon Pesach to do. 
you're supposed part of the avodah is to sprinkle the blood. The worst case scenario, I mean, the worst is that they're dealing with carrying muksa, right? So let it override Shabbos. Let it be teches Shabbos. Amar Rabba, Rabba explains, It's not just an issue of carrying it muksa. The problem is that you might come to an Isra Daraisa. Since you need to do holacha, you have to carry the blood over to do the sprinkling, it could be that the blood's going to be taken out um, of its proper place, and a person may come to carry it um, and be over the Daraisa. So according to Rebbe um yeah, according to Rebbe Liazor, uh, uh, let him carry it. Why? Because Rebbe Lezer is not concerned about this. The Homer Rebbe Lezer, Machshiri Mitzvah Deich Shabbos. Rebbe Lezer holds Machshiri Mitzvah is Deich Shabbos. So even if it's not a chilek of the of the integral part of the mitzvah, what we'll call the shechita, the slaughtering, he holds that you're allowed to, uh, let's say, transport your animal from outside the tchum, even though it's a derabbanan. Seems he's not so concerned about that, about coming to carry. So according to Rebbe Lezer. Why doesn't he allow Hazah? That is only true where the guy himself, the person himself, is, is capable of doing the mitzvah. That's where we say machshire mitzvah, preparation of a mitzvah, is daicha Shabbos, does push aside the laws of Shabbos. Because there's a direct obligation upon that particular person, and therefore this obligation is like Shabbos. But by sprinkling, the person who needs to be sprinkled with the paraduma is Tameh. So he's not fit to do anything right now. He's waiting to be sprinkled upon, so therefore, like Rami there is no chiyav on him right now, and when there's no chiyav on a person right now, so hachshar mitzvah is not docha as a Shabbos, even according to Rebbe Liezer. Amar Rabba. Rabba says, Ladive Rebbe Liezer, according to the words of Rebbe Liezer, here's the halacha of Shabbos. Katam beria, if you have a healthy child, mechamen leichamen, you should be allowed to heat up water on Shabbos for a, for a healthy kid. Lahavreisai ulamayla b'Shabbos. Okay? You should be allowed uh, to heat up hot water. Why? Either to keep him healthy, and then you could give him a bris milah. Because now he's fit for a bris milah. Okay? Now, part of the, sometimes, as we know, if a baby's too weak for a a circumcision for a bris. You're not allowed to do a bris. But what if medically we know that if we boil up water and keep the kid in a warm bath, that'll start healing his body, make him stronger, and now I'll be able to do a bris mila in the proper time. Are you allowed to light a fire, to heat up water, to make the kid fit for a bris mila bismana? This is what we call hechsher mitzvah. This is the preparation of a mitzvah, which we know on the eighth day, a bris may be done on Shabbos. Let's say the kid is very sick and he can't have a bris milah anyway. Then you wouldn't be allowed to heat up water. 
Because right now, even if there's a chance the kid can get stronger, since right now the child's not fit for a bris milah, that's the pshat. I made a mistake in the first part. I was thinking about a chayla. There's two kids. A healthy kid, you should be allowed to warm up water for him because anyway he's fit to get a bris milah. You just want to make him a little bit stronger. But a kid who's not strong and not fit right now, you should not be allowed to heat up water to give him a bris milah. Because again, what was Rebbe Liezer's logic about the sprinkling of the ashes of the red cow, of the paraduma, the red heifer? If a person's already fit, you can do sprinkling. If you're not fit, you can't. Well, guess what? A kid who's sick is not fit, so you wouldn't be able to do it. But a kid who is fit, maybe it would be permitted. My Rava, Rava says, no, no, don't connect these two halachas. If the kid's healthy, why in the world do you cook it up water in the first place? It doesn't make any sense. Rava, Rava explains, The way it works is like this. Everybody's considered a chayla when it comes to a bris mila. I.e., for example, a kid on the eighth day, every baby on the eighth day is considered weak. An eight-day-old child is considered an automatic chayla. Okay? It's considered sick. Whether it's considered a weaker kid, a stronger kid, a healthy kid, a sick kid. You're not allowed to. Why? Either way, you're not fit. So don't try to connect these halachas of brismila to the halacha of sprinkling of the ashes of the red heifer, of the paraduma. Because by a, a child, he's automatically in a category of not fit, and that's why you're not allowed to cook up water on Shabbos. Eisvei Abaye, Abaye asked a challenging question on Rebbe Liezer. Arel shalayimol anush kareis. If you have somebody above the age of bar mitzvah who does not ensure that they get their own bris milah, that they get circumcised, there's a chiyuv kareis. You're going to get kareis. Why? So Rashi says, because, listen to this, here's the logic, and this is the crucial thing to catch for this Gemara. Because a person who doesn't perform Karbam Pesach is Chayav Kares. There's an obligation to take part in the Karbam Pesach. person does the Chayav Kares. Aye, this guy doesn't have a brismila. We know an Aro is not allowed to have. Partake of a Karbam Pesach. Yeah, but since you can circumcise yourself, you can, possible, so you're obligated to do so, to eat the bris, the carbon Pesach, and if you don't eat the carbon Pesach, you still have the chi of karis of not eating. Divi Rebbe Leezer, this is the pin of Rebbe Leezer, I ask Sabaye, the guy right now is not fit to eat the carbon Pesach. Bottom line is, he doesn't have a circumcision. He doesn't have a bris meal. The Katanians still were saying, on his karis. Even though he's not fit right now, he's still going to get curries. Well, you're, it's a contradiction of Rabbi Ezra. Alma Rami Rather, Amar Rabba, Rabba says, this is Abayi's question, okay? So Rabba says, Kasabar Rabbi Ezra, ain't sheikh the mazarkin al tamay sharetz. holds that you don't shech the carbon pesach for a person who is, who is uh, tamay sharetz, and you, you may have pesach sheni, now, what does this have to do right now with a person who had a bris milah? Let's keep reading on with days. The kol she'ilu b'yachin nitcha. 
And any situation where a person would be pushed off to Pesach Sheni, B'tzibur Abdi Betuma, the halacha is a tzibur does it when most of them are Tameh. The Kol Milsad Isay B'tzibur Isa B'yachid. And anything that now the congregation is obligated to do, the tzibur, the group is obligated to do, and now Yachid is also obligated to do. If the tzibur is not obligated, the yachid is not obligated. Now, if you're confused, that's fine, because we haven't brought this whole thought around. We have to keep talking. Back to our thing with this guy who doesn't have a brismila. Arelus. But this guy who doesn't have a brismila, he's an aral. What's the halacha? If most of Klal Yisrael wouldn't have a circumcision, are we allowed to partake of the carbon Pesach? No. What are we going to do? Amin and Lahu will say to everybody, Go, get a bris mila, come back in a half hour, and you can eat the carbon Pesach. Yachid nami Amin So we should say the same thing to the Yachid. To the individual, go get a brismila, and then you can partake of the Gar Pesach. There's no Pesach Sheni for you. And if you don't, we're not going to tell you come back in a month. We're going to say there's a chi of Karis. Now let me ask you a question Can we say this to somebody who's Tame? Go make yourself Tahar in the next half hour? No, it's not the way it works. Toma di Toma, where if majority of people are tame, taka we're going to allow them to just eat straight up the korban pesach while they're tame. So ella So then we make them. Uh, rather, we're going to say instead of uh, going and um, and uh, sprinkling them, we'll tell them to eat the korban pesach betoma yochid nami potter. A yochid also is not obligated to make sure he's potter for Pesach Rishon. Okay? Now, that is how Abaye answers the Nafkamina. What's the difference between Toma and Brismila? Why? Because according to Rabbi Eliezer, you're not allowed to do Hazo'o. You're not allowed to do the sprinkling on Shabbos because right now, Lemaisa, you're not, uh, right now, Lemaisa, you're not obligated but we still, however, do have Abaye's original question. Okay. Amrle Ravuna Brid Rabishua Ravuna, the son of Rabishua, says to Rava, Vari Pesach Sheni. What about Pesach Sheni? The Lesei Bitsibor When most of the congregation is Tameh, we don't do Pesach Sheni. We tell everybody, keep Pesach Rishon, right? Fifty one percent of the Jewish people are Tameh. What's the halacha? We don't push off till Pesach Sheni. We keep Pesach Rishon. By a yachid, we do have Pesach Sheni. So you see that you can have an individual do something even though the tzibor is not obligated in it. It's not possible. A tzibor is never connected to Pesach Sheni. Only an individual is connected. So you see there are times where an individual is obligated to do something, even though the Tibor would not be obligated to. So Rava says to Ravuna, Shani Hasam, Pesach Sheni is different, 
So because yeah, the when you have most of Klaisol, fifty one percent are Tommy, they're never gonna have Pesach Shani, but guess what? They already did the mitzvah. They had Pesach Rishon. They don't have Pesach Shani. Why? Because they were able to bring it in the first place. So there's just a literal, or maybe better word for it would be uh, a, a different reality when it comes to Pesach Shani than when it comes to the other things that are an impediment to uh, the mitzvah of carbon Pesach, period. Okay. Mesvei, they asked a challenging question. Le-yachol, I might think, lo-yehei onosh kares, el I would think, if a person whose tahar does not bring a carbon Pesach in its right time, then there's a chiyuv karis. And a person who was not far away and couldn't perform also gets karis. Okay? So I would have thought that if a person had the opportunity to perform carbon Pesach and they don't, why would why they have the opportunity? Because they're near and they're tahar. Then there's a chi of karis if you don't do so. However, Arel, Utame Sharetz, Ushar Kol Tumeim, Minayim. How do you know an Arel that doesn't eat from the carbon Pesach? Or a Tame Sharetz, or any other type of Tuma? How do you know they also get karis if they don't eat from the carbon Pesach? Tamar Lemar Baha'ish. Anybody and a man. The word vav, right, means it's adding. And somebody else also. So not only a tahar and close person, but also these other groups are going to be chayab kares by not eating carbon Pesach. Ah, he doesn't have brismila? So go get a brismila. Do it now. What are you waiting for? Now that we included kares on the tummy sharetz for not taking part and not being matire himself, it seems you're not allowed to shach the carbon Pesach and sprinkle the blood for a Tomei Sharetz, that in other words, he can't partake of the carbon Pesach. And if you do that, why do you got to have a, a uh, once he's sprinkled on, why do you got to mention him? He's like a Tahar, because the Torah only says if you're an Arel or you're Tomei Mace, you can't take part in the carbon Pesach. Why are we trying to bring a unique source for a Tomei Sheretz, you're not considered Tomei Sheretz in relative to, a, to the carbon Pesach in the first place. So why do we got to include you? You're never excluded. Alma, you see from here, Afal Gav Chazi, even though right now Lamaise he's Tomei, he still needs to take part in the group. And even though the Tzibor itself, if they would all be Tomei Sheretz, is not included. We still we uh, we see there still is a chiyuv on the individual. So we have a question again, and that is, if you find uh, a case where a yachid is chayiv and a tzibur is not, why is it true according to Rabbi Eliezer that we don't do hazaa on Shabbos? Elamarava, rather Rav explains, Kasaba Rabbi Eliezer Sheichtim Mizarkin Al actually does hold that we do sprinkle the blood. 
for a tummy sheret of the carbon pesach when a, one of them are, is tummy sheret. And if a guy's tummy mace, and it happens to be his day seven where he can go to the mikvah and that night partake of the carbon pesach, we can also sprinkle it on erev pesach even though the guy himself right now happens to be tummy mace. So then what do you? Uh, this that we say your tummy. What are you sprinkling for? Lachila to allow you to eat the carbon. And you see that achilas psachim is not ma'akev. It's not going to knock off the purpose of the shechita. And Mamela, since he can technically, if he eats up a carbon pesach and he's not sprinkled, he'll still get his mitzvah. Mamela, sprinkling is not going to be the Echashabbos because it's not integral. It's not an integral part of the Avaida. And as we know, you're only allowed the only things that are Deich Shabbos that push aside Shabbos are services that are an integral part of the Avoda. One last piece to this Gemara before we get to the two dots. Amale Rav Adabar Abba Le Rava. Rav Adabar Abba says to Rava, Im Kain, if it's true that a person who's going to be pure the night of Pesach, but he's impure on Erev Pesach, when it's slaughtered, when it's shechted. If it's true that he could be part of the mitzvah, well, we, we have a case now where the carbon Pesach is being shechted on day seven for this guy. It's being slaughtered, but the person who it's for is not right now fit to eat. The halacha is a carbon Pesach can only be shechted on Shabbos for somebody who can only be shechted stamazay for people who are able to eat from it. Well, granted, in three hours the guy will be able to eat from it, but right now he's not fit to eat from it. And Mamela, listen to this, here's the catch. Let us sprinkle, because if, let, let, let us sprinkle the guy to make him pure, because if we don't, then the whole carbon Pesach is not going to be valid. And therefore, this sprinkling is an integral part to the kashros, to make kosher of the carbon Pesach, and that does override Shabbos. This that you're not allowed to shech the carbon Pesach for somebody who can't eat it, that's talking about somebody who literally can't eat it. They're too weak, they're too sick, they're too old. But this guy who's able to eat, there's just a separate halacha, the fact that he's tummy is standing in his way. This guy, he's able, he's just not in a state of purity that allows him to eat it. So he needs tikkun, needs to be fixed up a little bit. Okay, I'll cover him Pesach, so let it be shechted for somebody that needs a little bit of fixing up. <laughs> like the rest of us, yeah, we can also use some fixing up and we're fine for the carbon pesach because we're able doesn't stand in the way okay two dots that's the end of that discussion the mishnah last piece of gemara prior to the mishnah and we will hold it at the mishnah so here we go last piece of gemara the mishnah ends off rabbi kiva gave a rule and he said that according to me any activity that can be done prior to shabbos or after shabbos it doesn't need to be done on Shabbos. You're not allowed to do it on Shabbos. But if it's necessary to only do it on Shabbos, then it will push aside the laws of Shabbos. 
Amrav Yudam Aravu says name of Rabbi Lach Rabbi Akiva. We paskin like Rabbi Akiva. If something could be done, not on Shabbos, you're not allowed to do it on Shabbos. We know the same thing is true about a bris mila. It has the same halacha meaning. Rabbi Akiva gave us a rule. Any melacha that can be done before Shabbos, in the day of Shabbos, not the Shabbos. Mila, or a bris mila, that needs to wait till the eighth day. If the eighth day of a kid falls out on Shabbos, are you allowed to do the bris mila on Erev Shabbos? On day seven? No. So mila, that needs to wait for Shabbos itself, that should be done on Shabbos. So we find Rabbi Akiva gives us a halacha by mila, that anything that, can be, that needs to be done on Shabbos is permitted. Anything that could have been done beforehand is not permitted uh, by a bris mila. And we're a kiva of our Mishnah where he gives the same exact rule. Except it's referring to the, uh, the services of the Karban Pesach. The parts that could have been done prior, you needed to do that. Says the Gemara, well, why does Rebbe Akiva need to teach me this rule in two places? Why does he got to mention this halacha both by our Mishnah and by mila? Says the Gemara Utsricha. He has to write in both locations. If he would have only taught us this halacha, that, is, that something pushes out Shabbos when it comes to the laws of Pesach, I would say, Listen, bris mila is what defines a Jew. You don't bring a korban Pesach, yeah, it's a big deal, but you're not, you're not like uh, transgressing the 13 uh, covenants, the 13 brisim that we have with HaKadosh Baruch that's a big deal. I would say, yeah, that should override Shabbos, even though you could have done it prior to Shabbos. And if we were only taught us halacha that Mila is allowed on Shabbos, because it couldn't be done before, I would say, that only over there, where Makshiri is not the Shabbos. Why? The lack of kares. If a person gives his kid a bris mila on day nine as opposed to day eight. You transgressed, but you're not chayav kares. The father's not chayav kares, and the baby, the nine-day-old baby, certainly is not chayav kares. Avo Pesach, but by carbon Pesach, the eco kares. If you don't make a carbon Pesach on Erev Pesach and have it the night of Pesach, if you don't partake of a carbon Pesach, you can't do it on the 15th day. That ain't going to help. Can't do it the 16th day, 17th day. So there's going to be a chiyuv kares. So emolitchi, I would say maybe a taka does override Shabbos if you don't do it in the proper time. Therefore, tricha. Therefore, we uh, needed to hear Rabbi Akiva's rule in both locations that it's something is only daicha Shabbos when uh, when it was crucial for it to be done by the carbon pesach on Shabbos. And also, when when uh, you didn't have the opportunity to do mila on erev on erev Shabbos, it, also then it is daicha Shabbos. That ends this Kamara, Bez Hashem Amatzi Shabbos. We will pick up from the next Mishnah, which continues on the theme of which uh, which activities are daicha Shabbos. Except we're going to move on from the Karbam Pesach and and uh, change the conversation to a carbon Chagiga, the holiday offering, and discuss which parts of the carbon Chagiga are or are not Teich Shabbos.
Okay, we'll hold it here for now. Have a wonderful Shabbos, everybody.